0: This is the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live from RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Now, here's Coach Campy and the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, Neil Rule. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Another big crowd here on hand at RJ's Pub. Boy, well, Cam, every week the crowd just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's uh-huh. Metro Series week, though. People are I, feeling it.
1: I don't know. We got an empty table tonight. We, well, didn't, I think we didn't have an empty table last week.
0: But that's the presidential table, I think. No, that's like okay. the VIP. The Coach Campy Show now has a VIP yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and no uh, one's in it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, so, we'll get there, hey, though. Before we get started, though, I do want to t- talk about something. Um, if you remember the people that were here for – Michigan State week it was Xavier's birthday and we had a long discussion on cake does everybody remember that (laughs) and I said that you know my mom made me banana cake with a a cream cheese frosting and the players had never heard of that so Jill Sippa who was here that night I told her to get that taken care of for us and she did she brought a cream cheese banana cake and we had it at practice today, and I will tell you this, it was all gone when it was over, and Xavier texted me that it was an 8 out of 10. <laughs> now, I think it was an 11 out of 10, but, uh, and Brad Brechting ate as much as he could get without other people, so we, we did go through that. We, I want to thank Jill Sippa for com- coming through for us, and, uh, all because of this radio show our players now know what banana cake tastes like.
0: Absolutely. It was a hot topic of discussion, too, on yes. the uh, Ask Campy Twitter thread. So I think Matt Bolts was one that asked a the question. There's the answer to your question, Matt. We uh, The banana cake has been consumed. Yeah. It, it has been eaten. And you can send your questions with the hashtag Ask Campy. Just go on Twitter, fire off the question, tag the hashtag Ask Campy in it, and we will get to it as the night goes on. Again, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. And, and Coach, we, we have something very special that's going on. And, you know, it's one of those things, and you've done a lot of work in this area, and, and it's something, and I like the way that, that you've, you've tagged it where you've said cancer is something that, that's touched everybody's lives in here at, at some point. And it certainly has. And today, you're doing something special with Infinity. We would like to welcome in Amanda Boshiers. She's the Director of Communications for the American Cancer Society. There's a a tremendous thing going on uh, that the American Cancer Society is doing with Infinity. And essentially what it is is Coach Campy needs your help to fight cancer with the Infinity Timeout for the Win program. So what you guys can do is you can go online and you can vote once per day at infinitytimeout.com. And you can cast two more votes through Instagram and Twitter, and all you got to do three a day, three a day, three times
1: a day. Once on Twitter, once on Instagram, and once somewhere else at Facebook, I think, right? Uh, No, oh, just online. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm not really. Camp, let us handle the social media stuff. But you said one, and you can do three. And like I said last week, we're up against, you know, Villanova and and the high powered programs and. We we don't want to get embarrassed. We want to we want to beat them. And uh, Amanda's gonna explain it all. So yeah,
2: we'll, uh, and I um I actually think you have a really good shot at beating them. There's 48 other um, Division One basketball coaches that are participating, and um, I don't know if you guys know this, but Coach Campy on Twitter beat out like top celebrities for um for our top um most retweeted <laughs> tweet last year, <laughs> seventeen thousand five hundred retweets.
1: And we got, we got $5 a, a retweet.
2: Which $5 a retweet, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, so. Abso- absolutely. So, and going back to it, too, how you guys can get involved, all you have to do is uh, go to your Instagram, go to your Twitter, post a photo of yourself taking a basketball timeout, and all you got to do is put the hashtag timeoutFTW. That's timeout for the win, but it's hashtag timeoutFTW, and this is important, hashtag Coach Greg Campy in the post. That's it. You guys are going on social media anyway. You may you may as well do it and make a difference.
1: And I've seen every one of you at our games when I'm not calling timeouts doing this. All right, so you can get a picture of yourself doing that and tweet it, and that will – I think um, – explain that, Amanda. How does it get counted? Uh, it's just how many votes
2: each So, group. yeah, actually every retweet also gets counted. So oh. even if you go on um, Campy OU, you know, and retweet what Coach Campy has tweeted, um, that will also count as a vote. So yeah, they're counting by the hashtags.
0: Right. And, and what's at stake here, the three coaches with the most votes will receive a portion of Affinity's six hundred thousand dollars that'll be donated in that coach's name to the American Cancer Society and the wait, voting wait, ends wait, March eleventh.
1: I do not receive a portion of it. No. The university <laughs>
0: No, in your name.
1: In your name. Yeah. It's it, it's it's put to the American Cancer Society, it would be in Oakland's name, right? So right.
2: yeah, if you win, coach, you will get $360,000 donated in your name to the American Cancer Society.
1: So I'm going to say in our name. So everybody in that our name. right, <laughs> everybody that does this, it will be in our name. <laughs> and it, you know, Villanova it won't be them, it will be Oakland. And so that's what we're we're trying to do here. And you don't have to. It's not. I'm not asking anybody for any money. I'm just asking you to spend a couple minutes a day for the next few days and and retweet, 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 and get it out as much as we can. And just, I'd love to see Oakland's name in there at the end of it because this will be on TV during the NSA tournament and things like that. Correct? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, yeah. yeah.
1: It'll all be. You've seen it in the past. You probably just don't remember, but you've seen it during the NSA tournament they'll show coaches and they'll show commercials and they'll talk about this. And, and we've gotten to the point now, uh, I think because of Amanda probably got me involved in it, but um, we, we're Oakland's in that. So it's kind of cool that, you know, we're rubbing shoulders with those programs.
0: InfinityTimeout.com as well. That's a website you can go to. Remember, it's infinity with an I on the end. And uh, Amanda, and again, we're, we're joined by Amanda Boschers here, the Director of Communications for the American Cancer Society. Oh, Amanda, what about that, the the, the people with Infinity, uh, you guys as well, uh, just break that down for everybody, let everybody know how that relationship ha- has really taken hold and exactly what you guys are doing here and what's going on.
2: Yeah, Infinity has been um, an amazing partner for the American Cancer Society nationally um, for nine years now. They've donated nearly $6 million to ACS, um, and so this year, this time out for the win is a is a new um, facet to, to their donation, but... Um, all of that money is going right to ACS, to our programs and services. You know, we give free rides to cancer treatment for patients who need it. We have more than $11 million um, invested right here in the state of Michigan in cancer research programs. Um, so it really um, it really impacts cancer patients at the local and national level.
0: And, Coach, you've always talked about that, too. Again, going back to it, everybody knows somebody that, that's gone through it or is going through it. And, and we've seen you know, we, we've seen the good that, that programs like this can do. And, and also, you know, we know what the story is with that dreaded cancer disease. And, and, Coach, you've been at the forefront of this. This is something that's near and dear to your heart.
1: Well, we're selling hope is what we're selling. You know, we're we're trying to get money to the American Cancer Society because they're the experts at this and in and, and cancer research. And they do more. The money goes more than just to research it. Uh, it helps pay people's bills. They They reach out and they touch so many people. Um, you know, one of the things when that Twitter campaign was going on, some people would tweet back at me, "Yeah, I would do it, but the you know, prove to me that the money's going there and everything." So, you know, there's some skeptical people out there, and in in this situation, you can't do that. I mean, you've got you've got to understand that, that you know we're selling hope, we're selling that we can cure this, that we can fix this, that we can prolong lives, and that's all we're trying to do. So, you know, I'm. I, I mean, I think Amanda and her people are, are angels, I mean, what they do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that's why, uh, you know, we work so hard at it.
0: And Amanda, how long has that relationship been going on and how has that grown through the years?
2: Um, well, with Infinity, it's been the past nine years. I want to, you know, Coach always – talks about other people, but Coach has been working with us um, now for the past six years. He himself, just by himself without the online stuff, has raised um, nearly half a million dollars for ACS. So um, it's a relationship that we um, cherish, that we so appreciate, and um, I'm so excited to work with you on this next campaign.
0: Absolutely, And, and again we're just we're imploring everybody to get involved through your social media. Take a picture of yourself calling a timeout. Tweet it. Gram it whatever you got to do with the hashtag timeout FTw and coach Greg campy as well in the post and as as coach talked about we're you know we're swimming in some big waters here with, with some big programs and, and we've always taken pride here at Oakland that you know we want to be on that level and this is a chance for everybody really to prove that so we're, we're really grateful that that you're involved in Oakland and, and coach campy and everything uh, that's going on
2: absolutely um yeah I don't I don't remember if we said it's now through March 11th so from now until March 11th, vote every single day.
0: Yeah, get it in the habit every <laughs> single day, like as you're brushing your teeth, maybe or
1: whatever. You yeah. know, snap a picture. Days a
0: habit. Yeah, yeah. Absolute three. Yeah. There you go. I like that, Jake. 21 days creates a habit. There's, there's no question. Well,
1: you uh, can use that. the same picture. You don't have to snap a new picture. You can just do one picture and then each. Day. I know.
2: I gotta say, I was trying to take a selfie with the timeout, and that's pretty much impossible to do. So I think you need a friend. I I'm not sure they thought no, that about could that call, part. That could cause some
1: problems for some of these people here. I don't know how many friends they've got. So
2: get a friend, and then you guys can either take a picture of each other.
0: <laughs> there, there you have it. But, uh, you know, Amanda, going back to it, too, in in the American Cancer Society and, and everything that, that you guys have done here, I mean – you personally, this this job is it's more than a job for you. I mean, it, it, it's it's yeah. it's not a paycheck. It, it's not something that you're doing to to get money. This, this is a life. This is a life to you. This is this is a life's mission. A life's work.
2: Yeah, absolutely, as as Coach said, you know, I don't think there's anybody here tonight or that's listening that hasn't been touched by cancer. You know, I had um, I've had personal friends die and my grandma die from cancer, and everybody I work with is um, is so invested in this mission and this cause. And um and you know, coach mentioned how people say, "Oh, the money's not really going there." Well, you know, for us, it's it's not just a job. It's really, I mean, we want to end cancer as bad as you. I hope we get put out of business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you'd be honored to go look <laughs> yeah. for another job, right? Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah
1: That would be awesome if we could do it. So, um, again, you know, like I said, I'll, you know, somebody'll tweet back at me, you know, and I'll say, "So I'm not asking you for anything <laughs> except to just push a button because." You know, in that campaign, it was Chevy. Chevy for every uh, tweet would give five dollars, and and we, we got close to a hundred thousand just through our Twitter account. So yes. I think they gave over four hundred for the campaign, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, and and as you talked about, I mean, this is real money that that's really impacting things. I I don't think people realize that. People say cancer and, and cancer awareness, and and maybe it stops right there. But but as you said. People need, to, need rides to appointments. Uh, yeah. th- there's so much ancillary stuff that goes on, I think, that, that people kind of gloss over, isn't there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you don't think about it. Um, for instance, if you have radiation, oftentimes it's every single day for several days in a row, almost a month sometimes. Um, and so if you are the spouse of somebody with cancer, it's not like you can take 30 days off of work to get to that treatment. So those rides become um, life or death, you know?
0: Literally, yeah, literally, yeah, and and that's and that's something where the American Cancer Society steps in and all this money that's raised, you know, speaks to that issue and, and, and kind of handles that. Yep, right? we
2: get people to treatment. So
0: absolutely. Well, again, going back to it, we need you guys. Uh, we absolutely do. So, uh, you know, get involved. However, you guys can get involved. Uh, do Coach, you have anything else for Amanda here before we? No, I just appreciate her
1: coming, taking her time to come all the way. Uh, to the RJs. If you stick around and you know any RJ trivia, you might be able to win a $2 or $3 gift certificate, I think. Awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Wait, if, if, you're good, if you're good at trivia uh, today, particularly uh, Oakland baseball trivia, I don't know how well-versed Ooh. you are. Uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, she'll probably be going home now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but again, no. <laughs> Amanda Boschers here, the Director of Communications for the American Cancer Society. Again, I just want to say thank you uh, not only for the work you're doing, but thank you for coming out here today. Everybody, give a big hand to Amanda Boschers, the Director of Communications for the American Cancer Society. One more time, everybody. We need you to help. Fans can vote once per day online at infinitytimeout.com, and then you can cast two votes per day through your Instagram and your Twitter account, one each, by posting a photo of yourself taking a basketball timeout. Include the hashtags, hashtag timeoutFTW. That's timeout for the win. And also include the hashtag Coach Greg Campy in the post. And uh, we need you all to, uh, to get on there, to get do it. Go to the website. Go to Instagram. Go to Twitter. Amanda, appreciate your time. Thank
2: you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. We'll come back with more. This is a Greg Campy show. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil, it means that our clients
3: believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. My experience gives me the insights necessary to foresee unknown risk and to provide employers with strategic options to best manage their risk and to leverage opportunities that span the spectrum of on-demand HR issues that arise on a daily basis. I am grateful for these recognitions, but even more grateful for the trust and confidence our clients continue to place in us. To
0: learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at 248 468 1485, or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com thanks a lot neil it is an honor once again to sponsor the great campy radio show and go golden grizzlies Neil rule here again for real team real estate the official real estate provider for the oakland golden grizzlies look a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak all i can tell you is this i know tom Lauer and the folks at real team real estate personally our kids have played together I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here for D2 Technologies. D2 Technologies is here for all of your business or residential technology needs business owners you know network infrastructure is the backbone of your business it is and d2 technologies can save you money on the design and installation of your networks phone systems or security cameras are you a homeowner and want that complete home theater experience Yeah, d2 technologies is your answer Dennis Burnham, the owner and installer at D2 Technologies has done work in my home and is one of the best in the business. That's fact, not opinion. We have to call. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Jim Cumberland, right wing, will drive it into the paint, hands it off, bang, with a two-hand jam. The double team came for Bucks, man. JC found JB and he threw it down with a four top. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. Here live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. As always, the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. You want to get involved with the show? Send a tweet with the hashtag #AskCampy. We'll be getting to those as the evening rolls on. They're starting to uh, to flow in as well. But Coach, you know, you look at what you guys did, and don't worry. We're going to spend the last half of the show getting uh, getting in on the Metro Series and uh, the matchup against Detroit and, and all that stuff. The media attention that it's created and, and all those types of things. Don't forget, we have RJ's pub trivia coming up after 7 30 as well but coach you look at what you guys did there um thursday night in the press conference after the loss to milwaukee was was one of the more down times uh, i've ever seen you in a press conference and then saturday you guys bounce back and get a win quite frankly you had to have
1: yeah you know you you can't change things you know but thursday night was a very very Difficult loss for me. I, I was really befuddled by it. Uh, if you really dissect it, though, the bottom line is, is we didn't make shots. And, you know, I don't think we had uh, a hop in our step. I don't think we, you know. But I think if you look at it and you really analyze it, every team plays a game like that. But you like to think you find a way to win it. And we had two wide-open shots with under 20 seconds to go that would have put us up two, and we missed them. And, you know, that that was the disappointing thing is, you know, okay, you played this way, uh, but you got yourself in position. And, and losing at home, uh, you know, was something that you, you just never want to do. And it's that's, that was our fifth home loss of the season, and that, that's upsetting to me. It was very upsetting. Um, you know, we, we have an unbelievable fan base. We have a great court. We have a tremendous arena to play a home game in. We have a tremendous home court advantage, and I don't think you should ever lose five games at home in a season. I don't think you should lose five games at home over two or three seasons. So I understood the first couple early in the year with our youth and that, but I had a hard time with that game Thursday night. And, um, you know, that game will haunt us. That game will haunt us. If we don't get home court advantage in the tournament, it'll probably be because of that game. If we don't win the championship, it'll probably be because of that game. If we don't make the top eight, it'll probably be because of that game. I mean, that, that game will haunt us. We've got to go and get a win at Northern Kentucky or get a win at Wright State or UIC to offset, o- offset that loss. Now, can we do that? Sure we can, but you know, it's just disappointing. And, I, I, don't, I understood it at times with the last group we had. We, we lost some early January games over the last two or three years. I understood it with that crew. Uh, I think I understood and knew the mental makeup of, of that group of seniors and that. Um, but I don't understand it with this kids with these kids because they've got so much ahead of them and you know to come out with a, a, that type of performance. And then not finish it. That's still the thing, you know. Wide open, wide, wide open shot, you know, to win the game. And we couldn't make it. So that was really, really upsetting. And then uh, as, as upsetting as fr- Thursday was, Saturday was every bit as as pleasing. But then again, we made shots. And, and in college basketball, when you make shots, you're going to look good. And when you don't make shots, you're not going to look good. And, and, you know, so, you know, we made shots. I thought in the Green Bay game, uh, you know, we'd we'd come out three straight games and played like crap to start a game, falling behind double digits. Um, So we'd mix things up. We don't zone very often, but we opened the game in a zone just to try and screw things uh, up a little bit. I thought it worked, and then we played man-to-man for most of the game. Then we went zone about nine or seven minutes to go in the game. I can't remember what the time was, but we were up five or six at the time, and we got four consecutive stops. And for us, four consecutive stops is kind of a milestone. I mean, we, we, you know, we talk about getting three stops in a row, three stops in a row, but we got four. And uh, and then I made a change and went small, and we couldn't zone none, so we went back man-to-man. But we went from a seven-point lead to, like, a 15-point lead. So I thought that those four possessions changed the game.
0: You know, Coach, and when you look at it, too, once again, this, this was a Green Bay team that came in, one of the very best in the country at scoring in Horizon League play. They were over 90 points uh, per contest. And, and what you guys did, you know, able to hold them. And, again, this is where the the numbers and possessions come into play that, that maybe not everybody thinks about all the time. But to hold Green Bay to 78 points is, is not something that's typically done. They, they come in they get right. their points because of the pace that the game right. is played at. And
1: until the last five, four or five minutes of the game, we had really controlled the tempo. And there were very few possessions in the game. The last four minutes, well, we got away from us a little bit because we really um, made some poor decisions offensively. We, You know, when we could have taken the ball out and run some shot clock, we took some bad shots. We tried to make some plays. Beck caught the ball and stepped out of bounds. I mean, um, you know, so we allowed them to get back in the game. But I'll tell you what we really did well in that game. And if people remember the Green Bay game here last year, we had led the whole way, and then the last five minutes we gave the game away. Um, And we did it on the free throw line. Green Bay came into the game averaging 32 free throws a game, uh, and we held them to 12, and eight of those 12 were in that frantic last three or four minutes. So what we really did well is we controlled tempo and we didn't foul. And the zone had something to do with that but we didn't foul we didn't – their strength is getting to the line and we didn't allow them to do that. Now, Cohen got to the line uh, eight times in the last three minutes of the game, but he was just putting his head down and going and and possibly uh, they were making calls that might not have been good. Po- possibly. Maybe. Possibly.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You think the you, officiating you crew is listening here here tonight? you got to cover the bases. I don't right? care
1: if they're listening is that eye in the sky that's listening It that could <laughs> steal things from out of my wallet if I say the wrong things
0: <laughs> absolutely but you guys do come away with that win uh in Green Bay and coach and I know too I, on a personal note for you a big crowd in the building on Saturday as well the Winterfest tailgate was going on everybody was rocking and rolling and having a good time and, and, and on a personal level you know you've talked about this in the past you wanted that win for those 3,000 plus that that were in the arena as well you you wanted to get that win for them
1: Well, if I were somebody that paid to see this team play and I had paid Thursday night, I might not have come back on Saturday. You know, I mean, when when you pay for entertainment and you don't get the effort that you want, I'm not sure we deserved what, I mean, we got the greatest student section there is, and I'm not sure we deserved them Thursday night. I thought Saturday we deserved them, and it was good that we came back. And, you know, they are college kids and they are students, you know, but for a few minutes Thursday night, I didn't care what they were. I was not happy. And so I was pleased with that. But we always want to play well at home. You know, we've built something over the years that we have a very loyal and smart fan base. I mean, that the word smart's in there too. I, I think our fan base understands – I can remember 10 15 years ago that we we might be playing a two-point game and our we didn't even know we had people sitting there just sitting and the fan base has grown over the years to understand how they can affect the game. Uh, the Northern Kentucky game the, the last three two three minutes of that game our fans won that game. I mean they they were phenomenal they understood everything that a home court can be. And so I thought Saturday we got back to that, but you always want to win those games. You want to win, your, well, you want to win every game. But, you know, you can't afford to to do what we did on Thursday night. Now, every team does it, but you got to find a way to win that game. You know, you, you have to find a way to win when you don't have it. You know, we didn't have it. Whatever whatever the reason was, bad coaching, bad motivation, tired legs, uh, studied too much the night before didn't believe Milwaukee was good at, you know whatever the reason was that we didn't have it that day you still got to find a way to win that game and during the course of a season you're going to play when you play 30 some games you're going to play five or six games where you're out of your mind and i mean that that you're going to win no matter what peak right. performance you're just out of your mind you're going to have four or five games like we had against Milwaukee but the great teams find a way to win
0: And that's something, Coach, and I've heard you talk about that in the past. And when you go back to 2010, 2011, uh, when you had those teams, that was something that that always stuck out to me. You go to a a Western Illinois or whatever, and, and you're just not feeling it. But somehow somebody makes a big shot with a minute to go, and you, and you escape out of there with a the win, and you jump on the bus, and you go to the airport, and you go back home, and that's and
1: you, you know, don't even talk about it. you forget about it. you absolutely you, you say you know no one's happy. I mean you right. just hey
0: we took care of business and you move on.
1: You got to win, but you got to be one point ahead when it's over, and that's through the grind of a season that we say that a lot. You've got to be one point ahead when this game's over, um, and unfortunately we weren't. But uh, let's not talk about it anymore.
2: Yeah,
0: that's, well that, that well that brought us to Sunday too, and <laughs> Kamari Newman. Uh, certainly stole the show on 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 Saturday afternoon. Excuse me. With 33 points, he was six of eight from three. He's going to have games like that. He's he's that good of a shooter, and he's that he runs hot at times.
1: Yeah, and that's who he is. I mean, right. you know, he's, he's challenged defensively sometimes. He's challenged with other things sometimes. <laughs> but but he, uh, you know, he can really shoot the basketball, and when he gets it going, he can make hard shots. And he's, he's a guy you want the ball in his hands late in the game. You know, we missed a couple open shots on Thursday night, but maybe it was my fault because it wasn't him getting those shots. And he had he had a terrible shooting night that night, but I wouldn't have doubted that maybe he would have made one of those two open shots that we got. So, you know, you're learning that with the team, and, and I know one thing, if they're late game and somebody's got to make a tough shot, he would be the guy I'd want shooting it on our team.
0: No question about it. So the Golden Grizzlies do get the victory in that game. We'll take our next break when we come back.
1: Just uh, in time for season fries. Just in by. time for
0: season fries. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to say who it was <laughs> in here but right before you got here. And I was setting things up, and and he he told me. He said, you know, I I get the season fries now because I don't want Coach getting on me uh, on the radio. He said a couple weeks ago I got regular fries, and you asked him about it, and he said. You know, are those seasoned? Yeah. And he said no. And and you you know kind of gave him some grief about it. And he said, I don't want any grief from coach. So I'm yeah. just going to get seasoned fries from now on.
1: I wish my players would make all their shots so they didn't get any more grief from me either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we can uh, we can take some more grief from Coach in just a couple minutes when we come back. We got the RJ's Pub trivia coming up. We got questions from Twitter. And, oh, yeah, that, uh, that little matchup on Saturday afternoon as well uh, that's getting a lot of media attention, a lot of people talking about it. We'll discuss all that and more. You are listening to The Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. US News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you? Neil,
3: it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars. Having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses
0: and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAMP at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks
3: a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go
0: Golden Grizzlies. Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Real Team Real Estate is locally owned and headquartered just down the road in Shelby Township. Real Team Real Estate is not your typical big box retail operation. Visit them on the web at mirealteam.com. Tell them Neil Rule sent you. They have five offices in the metro area, so whether it's Rochester or Romeo, Real Team has you covered. Real people, real experience, real results. Real Team Real Estate.
3: Hear that? That's the sound of the all-new Ram 1500. That's the sound of best-in-class V8 towing. That's the sound of a luxurious cabin with an available 19-speaker Harman Kardon audio system. That's the sound of a Hemi V8 engine with e With class-leading features like these, no wonder more people are switching to Ram trucks than ever before. Get a great deal on Ram 1500, Motor Trends 2019 Truck of the Year. During the Auto Show, well-qualified returning FCA
0: employee lessees get a low-mileage lease on the all-new 2019 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4 with a V6 engine and standard audio system for $199 a month for 24 months with $3,456 due at signing. tax title, license extra. Class based on light duty pickups. Based on IHS market, U.S. household methodology, and FCA segmentation of Conquest data from U.S. new vehicle registrations for CYE 2010 to 2016. Call 1 RAM 5722 for details. Requires dealer contribution to lease through U.S. Bank. Lessee is solely responsible for termination fees. Current lease must end by 2320. 25 cent charge for each mile over 20,000. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 131. Savior Hill Maze, long three, left corner. Of course, FedEx delivers a triple. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. That's right, give it up everybody. Big crowd on hand here tonight. It's Metro Series Week. The Golden Grizzlies will be rolling down I-75 and the Golden Grizzlies and the Grizz gang and all the fans, everybody will be looking to take over Callahan Hall. Big crowd expected. Uh, down there at Callahan as well. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Uh, if you can't make it out, i the radio call for you on the Real Team Real Estate Golden Grizzlies Radio Network. The commissioner of the Horizon League, John Lacrone, will join us at halftime uh, of the broadcast as well. So if you want to give that a listen, we'll be talking about all things Horizon League with the commish uh, during the broadcast also. But, uh, Coach, it's time. This is, this is getting to be world-famous as well. It's RJ's Pub Trivia Time. Now, of course... Uh, everybody here in the building has has the uh, advantage here. And if, if you want to tweet an answer with the hashtag uh, Ask Campy, you can. But I have a feeling somebody in here is going to scoop this up. But uh, a- as you guys know, Russ Sr., Russ Luxton Sr., the, the owner here at RJ's Pub, his son, uh, proprietor here as well at RJ's Pub. But you might not know. Proprietor? Yeah, he's, he's in here shaking the hands and, and doing all the business. Yeah. Is, that, is that true or false, Coach?
1: Gary, what do you think? Proprietor? You're a journalism guy. You, you're okay with that? Okay. Sure.
0: That's, that's good word speak, I
1: think. How about the son of the owner that played baseball at Oakland?
0: That, too. He's the son of the owner. He also played baseball at Oakland. That, that, that's a good way to put it, too, Coach. But uh, anyway, uh, Russ Jr.'s specialty was closing games. He was a closer. As a matter of fact, he's, he's Oakland's all-time leader uh, in saves. How many saves did Russ Luxton Jr. have to uh, to lead the history, former did baseball Russ- players are not eligible to answer the question. Alex Mason, no, <laughs>
1: nor are employees of Oakland did, did Russ come up with this question himself?
0: No, no, no. I had to. I had to. Oh, I had okay. to yeah. Jeez. Total in his total in his career. No. Yeah. They they, they, they the uh, the employees and the former baseball players in the room kind of kind of ruined it right there. No. <laughs>
1: Let me give you a hint. If you, if it was he was there four years and he got five a year, what would that be? There it is. Jake Wolock got it first of
0: the Grizz Gang. Congratulations, man! You. That's what. That's an Oakland education. Everybody on display. He knew what four times five. Give it up for Jake Wolock of the Grizz Gang, everyone.
1: What's a season's single season record? Do we know?
0: What? What? A guys. What is a single season saves record? Do you guys know? Eleven? Maybe that. Maybe in the future. Maybe in the future, that's
1: what it is. He's the one giving us the certificate. <laughs> no, and, and I you do want wanna, a bonus.
0: I, I do want to qualify that. Russ did not come up with that question. I came up with that question. No, Camp no. right away was thinking bad thoughts. Russ, I, I got you, Russ Jr., no doubt about that. But uh, coach, let's do this. Let's not. I'm count coming
1: up. up with the question next week.
0: Okay, there you go. Oh, Fair we're right. not here next week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, heads up on that. We'll be on the road. Uh, going to Indianapolis. There will not be a show here at RJ's Pub next Wednesday. In fact, we Wednesday. might
1: be about right at Portillo's at about 7 o'clock on next Thursday or Wednesday night. There you go. we're leaving. A, no, it'll be a little later when we get there because I think we're leaving like at 4. It's five hours to get to Portillo's. So. About 9 o'clock we'll be at Portillo's. Well,
0: you, so. you know we go to Indy first, right? There's a Portillo's. Do they got them Indiana. in Indy now? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Very cool. Man, do you, do you see the confidence with uh, – Huh. With, with which, all right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the questions here on Twitter with the hashtag Ask Campy Jake Wollock, who who uh, is is the winner of a of a big gift card here from RJ's Pub wants to know, Coach, what do you think of my NBA comparison of Kamari Newman to Brandon Jennings?
1: I think it's really good. I don't know who Brandon Jennings is though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, he was kind of, He's a microwave type scorer. See the guy, you know? that was a high school kid that didn't play and then yeah, he went to Italy. Italy yeah, he yeah. played
0: pro in Italy yeah, for a year yeah. before he came.
1: Yeah, I don't watch the NBA very much during the time of the year now. I watch it in the, in the spring when our season's over, but right now I don't. Pretty much just in RJ's when we're having the show and it's on TV is the only time I see it. Now if Helder's playing or or when uh, when Kendrick Nunn gets called up, then I'll be watching it.
0: Uh, absolutely. Coach, Gary Gilbert sends a tweet here, and I have to be careful with the way I word this one. Uh, what can you tell us about recruiting? I'll put it like this. What, what can you tell us about recruiting?
1: Oh, Gary I can't say his name. so we, and we really can't talk about him. Um, we did get a commitment during the week, but I can't uh, publicly talk about him until he signs. Uh, but I will say this, um, We had said on air that we had you know we had been very close to getting uh, some mid-year transfers. There were three mid-year transfers. We were trying to get two of them. Uh, whichever two said yes out of the three. Uh, And we lost them, not one of them. We didn't get any of them. Uh, One went to a junior college and one went to uh, another, an A-10 school. And so, you know, we're still now open. Uh, We have a couple scholarships available. Uh, We did get a commitment from a guy this week. Um, What we're looking for, we need uh, someone who can replace Xavier in two years. We need another big um and then we need we really need a guy who can beat you off the dribble that's the if you look at our team right now the one real weakness we have and it's been a long time since we haven't had somebody like this but we just can't beat somebody off the dribble we get late in the shot clock and just spread the floor and let them go and um you know we think maddox could be that player someday but you know physically right now he's not there and uh Mentally, I don't think he's there either. But he is—you know—he's made great strides and he's had some really good games for us, and he's playing better. But he's not championship level, beat you off the dribble yet. So we need that in recruiting. Uh, don't forget, we signed a six-foot-five point guard, and he can do that. Um, but he's going to be a freshman, and he's not real physical either. He's six-five, but he's kind of lanky. Um, so that's what we're looking at. And of course, you know, at this in this day and age, you have to adapt to what the world is. And in, in college basketball right now, the world's about transfers. There were 750 transfers last year, and there will probably be 800 this year because kids don't want to wait anymore. You know, I think you'll see somebody leave our program probably. I mean, if there's 800 and there's 350 pro- programs, it's, that's three a program. And uh, we already lost one this year. I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere we lose another. Just because that's the way it is, and we will be scouring that market also, um, you know, looking for someone who who may want to come home or or just may want to play in, a, in our offense because our offense is known nationally as a pretty good place to play. Uh, you know, we have national stat leaders almost every year, and we do again right now. We have a you know we've we've. I would tell you. All you guys that are into stats, to go find another school that's had six different people lead the NCAA in the last decade in a, in a category. We've had six. And uh, right now, Braden Norris leads the nation in uh, three-point field goal percentage. So he could end up being a seventh. And so recruits know that. People know that. So they want to come play in our offense. So we always have to keep a scholarship available late for a guy like that because – if you think about every great team we've had, great team, we've had transfer on it. You know, our last league championship two years ago, we had Sharon and Martez. Uh, we had uh, Reggie Hamilton. We had Larry Wright. We had Ron Marshall. You know, so you just go through it, and all our great, great teams, we've had homegrown kids. I mean, you know, Travis Bader, Keith Benson, Kay Felder, you know, We've had those types of kids, but we've always had that supplementary transfer. So we're going to continue to, to go that route. And so that's what we're looking for in recruiting. Um, a kid that you know commits to us would probably have to be in one of those categories or be an outstanding shooter because we'll always take shooters.
0: Uh, Coach on Twitter, Wesley Viberg, tweets at us and says, Coach, with so many new players on both Detroit and Oakland this year, do you expect the players to treat this like a rivalry game? Brad can always show the new guys this photo. And if you go to the hashtag ass Campy on Twitter, the photo's uh, on there. Uh, I believe that's Jaleel Hogan, right, with his kind of with his arm wrapped around Brad Brechting's neck uh, in the paint.
1: No foul, though.
0: Was not a foul. No. So again, go to ha- go to hashtag Ask Campy and, and peep that. Do, does everybody understand the score here? I guess is, is oh, a yeah. good way. Our,
1: our players, I mean, after the Green Bay game, we talked for about two and a half seconds about the game, and then we start talking about Detroit. And uh, our kids know, our new kids know about it. Uh, you know, it's it's this year's the first time in a few years that I can remember ever where we have a week off before we play them. And I know they've always been our travel partner, but they've they've always put that game in like on a, you know, there was a game Monday, Thursday, and then we played them Saturday or whatever. They squeezed that game in to make it a three-game week. And this year, both games, we have a week to prepare. And so for me, that's really good. I I like the fact that we have a week to prepare for them. One of the things that uh, Mike Davis has brought to uh, Detroit is the Syracuse zone, he's got Uh, an assistant coach that played at Syracuse, the Devendorf kid. And, uh, and so that's what they do. You know, they play that zone. and, And I think some of their early success in the league is because you don't see that very often and teams learning how to, to attack it. And, you know, we've seen it a lot because we've played Syracuse and we've played Eastern Michigan. So our kids have seen it. We have tape of it and we've had a week to prepare for it. So I'm going to be very interested to see um, how we attack it. I, I think we'll attack it very well. We're just going to have to make shots.
0: All right, let's do this, Coach. We'll take this last break early so we can settle in and, and really talk Detroit-Oakland and the Metro Series rivalry. So uh, we'll do that. We'll take our break right now. We'll come back, the final 15-plus minutes of the show exclusively. Feel it, everybody. 5,000 expected in the building at Callahan Hall. It's, the kids would say it's, it's going to be lit, Coach. There's, there's no doubt about that. So we'll take our final break. We'll come back, and we'll get to all of it. The Detroit-Oakland matchup, the Metro Series Rivalry Cup. You're listening to The Greg Campy Show, live from RJ's Pub, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you?
3: Neil, it means our clients believe that they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Through my 20-plus years of representing businesses with their labor and employment needs, I have had the privilege to work with numerous executives. In turn, executives have sought me out to represent them with their own employment and equity issues in various business ventures, including employment with portfolio companies owned by private equity groups. I negotiate executive employment agreements, equity award and stock option agreements, and, when necessary,
0: severance agreements. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAMP at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil.
3: It is an honor once again to sponsor the great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies.
0: Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this. I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people. Real experience. Real results. Real Team Real Estate. Neil Rule here with Dennis Burnham, owner of D2 Technologies, the answer for all your business and residential technology needs. Dennis, why is D2 Technologies the best in the business? Thanks, Neil. D2 Technologies isn't a typical big box corporation. Honest pricing and quality installations are what's important to me. Whether it's a phone system, security cameras, or whatever your technology needs may be, your experience with me from the setup, design, and installation of your project will be a professional and smooth experience, my personal guarantee. D2 Technologies has done work in my home, and I can't recommend Dennis enough. Support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Call D2 Technologies at 586-256-9436. Noble's lots huge possession for Oakland. Benny Pittman catches back to Norris. There's five on the shot clock. Norris going to Stepping back, between the legs, dribble, pull up, 18-footer, off the heel, Rattleson falls. A long two for Brandon Norris. He's got seven. Huge bucket broken, 30 to 25. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, as always brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Want to give a big shout out to Kayla, the server here today. Kayla's been doing her thing. And a uh, big thanks to you, Kayla, for everything that you do. Uh, we had one more question slide in here with the hashtag Ask Campy Coach, and, and I do want to get to this one. Uh, Trill Gunderson tweets at us and says, uh, Coach, can we please retire the wear the bear slogan, at least in, to ath- at least in regards to athletics?
1: See, now this is this is what, America's about right people disagree because I think where the Bears best things happen to our athletic department and uh, yeah, you go around campus now and you see I mean Russ Junior sitting there with the bear on and you know I, I actually used to sign you know I know this is old-fashioned but people still do ask for autograph pictures and things like that so you know I, I used to sign it go Grizz now I sign it where the bear and I just, I think that that, uh, and I give Jeff Konya credit for it, and there's a lot of things I won't give him credit for, but I'll give him credit for that. Um, that slogan changed because for years we couldn't get our, I mean, you'd walk I'd, right down the street from our campus, you'd walk in and i have to look at all this Michigan State crap and Michigan crap, and there was no Oakland gear in there. And there wasn't, you know, 1957, Rochester, no, not Rochester, Minnesota, not Rochester, New York. I mean, those were the type of shirts you see. Our football team's undefeated, you know. But there was no real push for, like, the gear that my team wore and things like that. And when we finally decided to get rid of the climbing bear and get rid of the 19 different tags that we had and say just a bear face, face on, and wear it. And we went around and we gave kids free stuff and we took stuff from them. You know, if they had a state shirt on, you give me that shirt, we'll give you this. And, and we, you know, we really made an aggressive move on it. It's changed. I mean, I, I walk into uh, over Christmas, I actually did Christmas shopping, if you can believe that. And I went into the Great Lakes Crossing and I went into stores and they all had the bear. They all had the bear. I mean, they weren't, it wasn't. Like in the for sale rack in the back, you know, it was right there front and center. So I'm not to have to disagree with with drill. Um, you know, I think the wear the bears, just an outstanding thing. And I don't want it to go away. I, I wanted more of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and those are things, coach, you know, kind of being on the front lines of that, too. There there were challenges with licensing and everything that had to be done, too. A lot of the fans were saying, hey, you know, hey, go sell the stuff at stores. And it wasn't just that simple. But, you know, that's a battle that that we fought for a long time and yeah, you know, I, I, I share that. I share that sentiment as well. It's something that, you know, people talk about media recognizes all that stuff. There's no question about that. One other thing that there's no question about there is going to be some juice in Callahan hall on Saturday at 2 PM, the golden Grizzlies Detroit mercy Titans coach the, the media stuff that's going on. I'll, I'll tell a quick story. I did the channel seven sports cave on Sunday night. We tape at about 8:30 or so it airs at 1130 on channel seven. And as soon as it aired, it was going on. I look over. I got some Twitter notifications. Detroit Mercy fans, you know, talking trash about it. This is the year. We're going to sweep Oakland. We're winning the Horizon League now. I mean, it's it's invigorated this, you know, D- Detroit Mercy in the season. And, and you talked about this in the press conference. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and Coach, you talked say? about this. He said we hadn't heard that in years. Right. And, and you said you want Detroit to win. You want them to be the second-best team in the Horizon League.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you remember the first one, I had lipped off a few – said a few things – in the media about it, and, you know, Detroit had kept us out of the horizon league. And I, you know, I was angry about that, and, and we finally got in, and i made a com- I, the The comment I made that started it all was in 2005 when we went to the uh, NCAA tournament on Pierre Duke's shot. What people don't remember is... Right after our game was at seven o'clock at nine o'clock, Detroit didn't have a real good year either and because we had not had a good year, but we somehow miraculously won and got to the tournament we our shot went in at nine o'clock well at the nine o'clock game on on ESPN the other ESPN station, Detroit was playing I don't remember who it was I think it was uic for the championship, and their player had the same shot Pierre had to win it to put them in, and they missed. And so on WJR the next day, they had said, you know, if so-and-so, whoever it was, Brandon Cotton maybe, I don't remember who it was, but if he had made that shot, you guys would have been playing Detroit in the play-in game. And I said, well, at least they would have had to play us because they won't play us. And that caused a firestorm, and that kind of was what started this. And then Mike Helms, uh, you know, we we kicked Detroit's tail 90-something to 60-something uh, in the early 2002 or 2003. And Mike Helms, which I did not ask him to do, and I did not support him doing it, but there were a lot of things Mike did that I didn't support, um, went by their bench and when started. When he was second in the
0: country in scoring, though, you supported yeah. that.
1: Uh Yeah. <laughs> But he went by their bench and had a few words for their team. And, and you know, we – I don't like Oakland doing that, but that kind of sparked. Uh, and then in the paper the next day he was quoted on uh, some things that, you know, that had happened between him and Detroit in the recruiting, and that kind of started this whole thing. So when we finally played him the first time that we became – we were in the Horizon League, I had – and I had told Perry Watson, I had told Brad Kingsman, their AD, you know, all the time, all those years that, we, we need to market this, that this could be as big as Michigan, Michigan State at our level. And so finally when it happened and we played that first game, there were 7,000 people. How many people were in that gym that day? Yeah, there were a few people here. There were over 7,000 people. And Callahan Hall hadn't seen 7,000 people in probably 15 years. And it was a hell of a game, but we found a way to win it. Uh, Dante Williams made a steal, I think, and we somehow won a game we probably shouldn't have won. Then they came to our place that year, and with the game tied, they shot and missed, and they got an offensive rebound, and the guy had a layup to win the game. And somebody on our team landed on top of him and hacked him as hard as you can hack a guy, you know, thinking he's got to make the free throws to win the game, and the referee didn't call it. (laughs) And so we went to overtime, and we won. We won both those games, and I think that started this. Now, because of, you know, you can say they haven't been good, but two years, maybe two and two years, we're eight and two since we've been in the league against them. But the second loss to them, they were one and twelve or two and twelve, and we were twelve and two. We were four and zero oh in the league, and that you know, so they came into our place. So they're they've got a win in this thing that was a you know a pretty darn good win for them at the time. Uh, so the fact that now they're good, and I'm going to tell you something, they're good. They are good. I hate to say it. But they are really good. And the kid they got, uh, Antoine Davis, in 40 years of, of doing this, most of these years at the mid-major level, I've never seen a freshman as poised, as smart, understands the game. takes the He takes a lot of shots, but he doesn't take bats. He gives the ball up. There's They had a kid a few years ago, I won't name his name, but he shot it every time he touched it. And we knew that he was going to do this, this kid, this kid, this well, kid multiple shots, but he will give it up. And, I mean, I've said in uh, in the media this week, we were the first one to offer him a scholarship too. That's what really bothers me is that he was down in Houston. Nobody knew who he was. Uh, we offered him a scholarship. that He did pretty well in the summer circuit, and he committed to Houston, and then all of a sudden his dad gets this job, and now i got to play against him. And he's good. So when you have a dynamic player like that at our level, you're going to win. You are going to win, and they're going to win. So we just got to make sure they don't win Saturday.
0: Absolutely. And Coach Antoine Davis, and and as you said, rightfully so, getting a lot of media attention, especially locally, and some of the conversation I've had with the media people in town is, you know, with this, they're taking notice of this game, and, and people are excited for it, and, You know, not just fans, and there'll be a lot of fans in the building, but the local media as well has been a champion of this
1: game as well. They they want to see it do well, and and they're going to show up. It was was that first year we were talking about, and then for the first two or three years after, it was. I mean, I remember walking walking off the court and Jennifer Hammond sticking a mic right in my face. You know, that doesn't happen at mid-major games very often. Right. And it was happening at Detroit, and then because of – you know, the record and, you know, they, they went through a rebuild and they've gone through three coaches and, but they're, they're there. I mean, this, this could the next, while well, that kid's there. The next, you know, four to eight games are going to be wars. And, you know, I hope we're up to the challenge. I, I believe we will be, but, uh, they're, they're, they're legit. And I, I sincerely mean that, and I do want them to be good. I, I think we want this, we want the media attention. That's what this was all supposed to be about. And uh, so, you know, like I said, I hope the game comes down to the last shot and the guy wearing a black shirt makes it.
0: And, and Coach, about that with Antoine Davis, so, so what do you do? No, no one's been able to deal with this guy. What, what, what you, without obviously giving the game plan away or anything like that, what do you do philosophically against this guy? I mean, because no, nobody's been able to do much with him so far.
1: Well, different people have done different things with him. You know, he had 30-some against Northern Kentucky, and Northern Kentucky beat him. That's their only loss. But Northern Kentucky dominated their zone. And so more importantly, if we can dominate their zone, get the ball where it's supposed to be gotten, make sure that we play from the basket out and not just settle for bombs. You know, we can get three-point happy. Uh, The other night against Milwaukee, we came out and our first six shots were threes. I mean, you know, you can't do that. Um, So if if we don't get three-point happy, if we play from the basket out, you know, get the ball to the rim and then kick out threes instead of, you know, skip threes. Um, That's how you really take care of him because I'm not sure, I'm not sure you can stop him. So you can go into the game with the philosophy that, you know, we're going to do everything we can to stop him and get beat by the other guys. Or you can go into the game with the philosophy is we're going to stop all the other guys and, you know, let him go. Um, So we'll we'll have one of those, one of those philosophies. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> one of those philosophies, I like it. Uh, a certain sports radio station in town put out a story today, as a matter of fact, on social media, and, and they talked about Antoine Davis and said he's hitting forty-two percent from three. That ranks third in the nation among players who have who have shot at least one hundred and fifty three pointers. So you know that me, me, you know, I decided to take a look around and see well who's ahead of him in that regard. And come to find out, there was one guy very, very close to where my office was that, uh, as a matter of fact, was ahead of him and. Javen Cumberland uh, is a guy that's shooting a higher percentage with that many threes than Antoine Davis. Um, I, I don't want to say it this way, but I'm going to say it this way. Does it bother you, maybe that the, the Detroit that some of their players are getting all this attention in the media? And I know you don't get caught up in this stuff, but does it does it bother you to a little degree that they're getting all this attention when, to the same degree, you have guys that are performing at that level too?
1: Uh, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I don't even care about that kind of stuff. I mean, you know you. Walter Payton, we all know who Walter Payton is, right? Youngsters, you
0: guys know who Walter Payton is, right?
1: You know, maybe, I think he's the second greatest running back of all time. My personal opinion, I think Barry Sanders is first. But Barry actually quit. One of the reasons he quit was he didn't want to break Walter's record. And Walter Payton made the statement once, you know, when you're good, you have to go around and tell people. But when you're great, you don't have to say anything. So we just strive to be great and we let everybody talk about us. We don't need to talk about ourselves. We're gonna play them Saturday um, and we're gonna go in there and we're gonna compete and that kid's really good and we're gonna we're gonna respect who they are and what they're done. They're five in one. We're gonna respect it, but we're gonna go in there and you know we' we've won three or four in a row in that place and we we expect to make it five in a row or four in a row or whatever the number is.
0: Well, we certainly do want the Golden Grizzlies fans to be in there doing some talking, no question about it. Kind of flip that dynamic. Uh, bring bring the heat Saturday, guys. That's what I, Bring the heat. This is what it's all about, the rivalry against Detroit Mercy. For the coach, Greg Campy, my name is New World. Big thank you to Kayla here, the server at RJ's Pub, uh, Russ Jr. as well. Big thank you to all of you for coming out, all the listeners as well. We'll see you Saturday at Callahan Hall. We'll have coverage for you, a special extended pregame at 1.30 on WDFN. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you at Callahan Well. See you later. Thanks for listening to The Greg Campy Show.